Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I'm Paul Stevenson. Now, today is May 19th, and we wish a happy 77th birthday to legendary guitarist Pete Townsend from The Who. Amazing stuff. And we also remember someone who sadly passed away last summer, who was born on this day in 1949. Another legend, bass player with ZZ Top, Dusty Hill. He would have been 73 today, sadly missed indeed. But looking at today's story, though, we go back on this day to one of this song, which became the first major label single release for a huge band. We are the Sultans of Swing. Yes, on this day in 1978, Dire Straits released their first major label single, which was, of course, the wonderful Sultans of Swing. Recorded on a small budget the summer before, it finally gained some traction by getting radio play. But rather than me tell the story, let's hear from somebody who's actually involved. Yes, from my interview with Dire Straits founding member Pick Withers, he'll tell the story of this glorious song and the early days of the band. I had been working with a guy called uh, Rab Noakes, who who, uh, we mentioned prior to the interview, and he was working with a guy called Rod Clements on bass. Rod had been in a group called Lindisfarne, big Geordie band, and uh, he introduced me to Cy Cow, who was a fellow member of Lindisfarne and he had a big house in North London and he would rent rooms to musicians. So he rented me a room and one day Mark came round because I had a, a Rebox, a reel-to-reel tape recorder. And he was wanted to, Mark wanted to put some ideas down. I happened to be in that day and I offered to put some uh, percussion hand type things, not a drum kit mm-hmm. per se. That was it really. It was just what I would do in a normal course of events if there was anything going. And then he knocked on the door about six months later and said, oh, remember me? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he said I've got a band. Will you come and play with us? And, then, and I went down to Deptford. And there was uh, John and uh, Mark's brother, David. And it kind of evolved out of that, really. And that whole rehearsal culminated in making a, a demo, which I suggested we go to a place called Pathway to use because it was cheap and had a good reputation. And then John had access to Charlie Gillett, who's a disc jockey come rock and roll chronicler, who's very respected in, in the music business. And he said, I, I think I can get Charlie Gillett to listen to this, which he duly did because he had a radio show in those times, Charlie did. But he was very cute. He said, look, lads, um, thank you. I will listen to the tape. He said, I won't listen to it while you're here, but I, w- I do promise I will listen to it and I will give you a reaction. So mm-hmm. what he did, he, he did listened to the tape what he didn't tell us um was that he was so taken with the sultans which was on the tape that he and, and the day we happened to visit him in his house um he was compiling his playlist and his timings to to make his 90 minute sunday lunchtime program and he said he spent a lot of the time rejigging his playlist order in order to accommodate Sultans of Swing. And we didn't really uh, know any of this until it had already happened. And people, we, I think we were out of town playing somewhere. And people said, oh, we heard you on the radio. I said, that can't be true. But, uh, so we phoned Charlie. Yeah, I played you. And he said, what's more, when I did play you, I got this reaction. And then basically uh, somebody from a record company phoned, some, uh, a lawyer phoned, and somebody, an agent phoned. And this kind of created like a, a snowball effect. 
We noticed that people, faces we didn't recognise were coming to gigs that we were playing at. And that culminated in a, in a recording contract for Phonogram. And then we made the, the first record, which was basically the backlog of Mark's best songs so far in his life, you know. Uh, and that just took off. We didn't take off immediately. In, in fact, in England, it was very hard to get it away, so to speak. There were all kinds of yeah. obstacles. Radio wouldn't play it, said it was too long. Other radio stations said it's too wordy. But basically what happened was the record began to sell in America and there was a radio show on Radio 2 that actually played the top 20 or top 40 even in America on Sunday. And I think it was Paul Gambaccini or somebody like that played it. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, this LP we'd made, been out for ages in England, done nothing. It was in the charts in America. So they began to play it in this chart show format. And all of a sudden, the whole thing was broken open and, and people began to, began to play it in England. They thought we were American. The wonderful Pick Withers there. Check out my full interview with Pick from a couple of years ago, where he talks all about his time in Dire Straits, of course, his incredible earlier career in a famous band in Italy, and much more on episode 12 of Vintage Rock Pod. Just cycle back through the episodes. Well, that's it for May 19th then. I'm going to be back tomorrow to pay tribute to someone no longer with us, and I'll treat you with not one, but two different rock stars sharing their memories about him. Don't miss it. Until then, take care.